right. Welcome to the Accepted Podcast, a college admissions podcast for the savvy student. My name is Tyler Kusunoki. I am an admissions consultant, and I work with students from all over the world to help them achieve their college dreams. If you like what you're hearing and want to support this podcast, be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your platform of choice. Do subscribe, hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date. Please leave us a rating and a comment as well. That really helps this podcast to reach more people, reach more people interested in learning more about the college application process. And it also lets us know how we're doing and what questions or concerns that you might want to hear a little bit more about. Also, we do have an event coming up. We are running a big event at the end of April. Now is the time for rising seniors to start thinking about their college list. And if you're a rising junior, you should maybe think about that as well. Summer is a great time for for college tours to start to iron out a little bit of what you might be interested in. So um, on April 29th, that is a Saturday, we are going to be hosting an event that we're going to talk a little bit through how exactly to go about building your college list. So this will be on April 29th. It is a Saturday. It will be running at, I believe, 7 p.m. All right. So we'll be running this at 7 p.m. Japanese Standard Time, JST. That will be a little bit early for everyone who is in the United States. However, there will be a recording of this that we can send to you as well. So uh, if you are interested in learning more about the college app, the college list, how to build it effectively and learning. So from an expert, the person who will be presenting uh, on Saturday is my colleague, Harry Hu. He is a graduate from Georgetown and he has been doing this for a long, long time and has even done so in the kind of cutthroat doggy dog admissions world of China. So he has a lot to share, a lot of advice to give on how to do your school research properly, how to build your college list effectively, how to then make the most of your college tours, right? And how to use several of the different ranking systems to sort of figure out what the hidden gems are. There are a lot of schools that everyone in your school is going to apply to, but there are many, many universities that are going to fit you specifically, fit you perfectly, that not them where you won't have nearly as much competition to get into. So how can you identify those? How can you uh, incorporate effective early action and early decision strategy to complement the list that you're building so that you are ma- you are learning how to play the game effect- effectively, right? Given the competition and all the different nuances that go into building a college list, I think this event is a must attend. And so if you are interested in the event or if you're interested in receiving a recording of the event, please go to tokyoacademics.com slash events. That is tokyoacademics.com slash events to register and to get a little bit more information. And uh, if you are signed up, you will be receiving the recording of that event as well. So just wanted to quickly promote that. It is an important time now, especially now that all the decisions have come out. It is an important time for the next batch of kids to start thinking about where they want to go. So I wanted to make that resource in that event. And Harry has an awesome, incredible resource available to all of you. All right, we are going into the kind of final major essay of the Common App Options. The last essay, Essay 7, is kind of a pick-your-own. I'll talk a little bit about that maybe in my next podcast, but I'm not going to do it too long just because I don't think you really should choose that option ever. But today I am going to go into Prompt 6. And Prompt 6, last week uh, or last episode, I talked about Prompt 5. And Prompt 5 is one of my favorites. Prompt 5, I think, really 
really allows you to capture and identify all the things that a college admissions officer is going to want to see. And so today I wanted to now move to prompt six. And prompt six is also one of my favorites. I think that students who have the have this, the narratives to talk about, to answer prompt six well, really should think about using this prompt for their Common Up essays, just because I think it is a another example of one where the way you get to talk about it in the limited space that you have, right? That's one of the things that we emphasize at the very beginning of this series is that the challenge is how to tell a great story, a memorable story, with all the relevant details in only 650 words. And I think this prompt also gives you that space. So prompt six is uh, describe a topic, idea, or concept you find so engaging that it makes you lose all track of time. Why does it captivate you? What or who do you turn to when you want to learn more? Right? And so different, many, a couple different components to this prompt that I'm going to talk about a little bit. Uh, but before, as always, I threw this into chat GPT and it quite self-aware as, um, as chat GPT, GPT seems to be becoming, uh, it produced a prompt uh, that seems highly relevant to its specific domain. So this is what chat GPT gave to me. Throughout my life, I have always been fascinated by the topic of artificial intelligence. This is a field that I find so captivating that I can easily lose track of time when I'm learning about it. What draws me to artificial intelligence is the fact that it represents the cutting edge of technological innovation. With the development of machine learning algorithms, we are able to create systems that can recognize patterns of vast amount of data and learn from their experiences. The implications of this technology are enormous, from improving medical diagnoses to enhancing customer experiences in business. Moreover, artificial intelligence is a field that constantly presents new challenges challenges and opportunities for learning. There are many there are always new advancements and research papers to read and I find it incredibly exciting to explore the latest techniques and algorithms being developed by the leading AI researchers around the world. When I want to learn more about artificial intelligence, I turn to online resources such as forums, blogs, and news sites dedicated to the field. I also follow prominent AI researchers and companies on social media so that I can keep up with the latest developments in the industry. Overall, my passion for artificial intelligence is driven by my love of technology and my desire to make an impact in the world. I believe that the field of AI has the potential to transform many aspects of our society, and I hope to be part of this exciting journey in the years to come. All right, ChatGPT, thank you for that indoctrination and that self-promotion. That was, it's very interesting that it naturally immediately glommed on to that particular topic. Um, But the reason I like this prompt um, and the reason why this prompt is one that I really think that if you have the experiences and you have the background to write this one well, that you should really think about it, is that colleges are always, college admissions officers are looking to remember you okay but they're not giving you a whole lot of time to be memorable uh with some of the data that's just come out all all, pretty much all the major ucs uc berkeley ucla ucsb uc san diego right uc davis all of them even uc irvine like all of these ucs had above 110,000 applications this year for each school. And many of the admissions rates that we are seeing come in are 5%, 6% in single digits, and not all of them are IVs. And so there is a sheer volume that is being submitted. And um, colleges are going to, college admissions officers really want to be able to read your profile, give you the eight minutes of, of a spotlight and remember you. 
And most of what you're submitting is stuff that can be similar, especially, and can kind of flow together, especially if I am on, you know, essay and application number 3068, and it's already 4.30 p.m., and I've got a dinner appointment to get to, right? I, like, if if everything that you have to tell me is something any other student can say, I'm probably going to kind of skim it. You're not going to leave a memorable impression and I'm not going to come to the table next time and say, hey, remember so-and-so, can we put them back up? Because I don't remember what to say about so-and-so, right? And so what this prompt gives you, right? What this prompt gives you is a very clear pathway to be memorable, okay? It gives you a very clear pathway to be memorable because Whatever topic idea or concept you find engaging can be very nuanced, right? Um, what I don't like so much about ChatGPT's GPT's response, other than an attempt to brainwash all of us into the power of AI, uh, is that it is broad. It's too broad. And so if you are thinking about answering this prompt, make sure that you are able to zoom in. You've heard me talk about this on almost every prompt. Zoom in on your story. Zoom in on your life as much as possible. Zoom in on this topic that you're interested in. Don't just be interested in AI. Be interested specifically in the potential applications of AI to criminal justice, right? I worked before with a student who was... um, who we kept coming back to this idea that because AI is built by humans, there are going to be biases that are built into it. And when we did a little bit of research and did a little bit of a project where we ran a, we tested the AI algorithm of a resume reviewer, right? So a job search website and um, how it filtered through and spat out the resumes that it it found to be acceptable. Uh, What we found out through that research was that women and men tend to use different words when talking about their achievements. They tend to use different, slightly different language when they are talking about their accomplishments on their resume. And because surprise, surprise, the AI was built by a guy um, for for the algorithm was built by a guy. And so it ended up churning out um, a lot of resumes that were men and said, these are the guys who are qualified. And then we looked at the stack of that, it, that it had not accepted, that the algorithm had not accepted. And many were incredibly qualified, but didn't use the specific language of words that were in there. Okay, so there is bias that is built into AI. There is because it is designed by human beings. So you can imagine, so that's just on the the getting hired level, right? And there is some injustice there, but that goes even further up the level when it comes to who gets brought to court, who gets found guilty or innocent, right? All of those different things. And so that was their pursuit. So it wasn't just artificial intelligence. Well, it's so cool. It's specifically artificial intelligence and its implications and applicability for criminal justice and specifically in the context of race, right? And so we've taken this broad thing and then we've narrowed it, right? We've really honed in, zoomed in, drilled down into a particular niche within this broader field that is unique, okay? And that would probably be my first advice is that if you want to use this well and you want to make the most of this prompt, make sure that your idea is unique in that it is drilled down to enough that it is specific, right? That there is a specific context in which this topic, idea, or concept that you find so engaging exists, 
right? So that's the first part is take the time to drill down, take the time to uh, find a specific context. And it doesn't need to be a big, highly relevant thing. I had a student who enjoyed kind of, and I talked to you, I might've mucked this up as one of my, one of my examples before. I had a student who really just enjoyed his walk to and from school every day. And that was what what he ended up writing about is just his, you know, 45 minute walk from home to school, the neighbors and the people and the interactions that he made on, that he had on the way, the relationships he built on the way, the small little observations and nuances he had, right? And one of the ideas or the concepts that um, really started to, that as he was going back and forth, that started to kind of, he found himself thinking a lot about was kind of just the nature of human change, right? Um, You have these relationships, you have these couples who all have their own routines, just like he has their own routine, right? What happens when that routine changes? What happens when that routine gets disrupted? Well, it turns out part of his walk happened uh, at this kid in high school, happened to go through high school right when COVID hit. Now, all of a sudden, no one's outside, right? What do those walks look like? What does that back and forth, what do the, what do, how do those people shift and change before, during, and then after the routines and the habits and the relationships you built have been disrupted, right? And so that started off very as a just kind of uh, unassuming topic of just, I walk to school every day and I walk home, right? But there was something along the way that triggered my interest and I wanted to explore it more. I wanted to think about it more. I wanted to reflect upon it more, okay? And so if you aren't yet at the point of, you know, writing your essays and you're younger, this is why I always encourage students to go out, to take risks, to go, to go do something, to discover, to fail a little bit, to have these experiences because you never know where that concept that is going to engage you and captivate you is going to come from. But if all you do is sit at home and do the same thing over and over, or you're not in the practice of reflecting on the experiences that you've had, how does this matter? Why does it matter? What's changed? What's different? How is my response different? How is my response the same? If you're not in the habit of reflecting and you're not in the habit of trying new things and not just trying new things, but also things that you think are important, sticking to them, right? And building up that that kind of data set, right, of experiences that you can look back on and find the trends and think about and observe. So um, I think that's the first part, right, is that your topic needs to be niche. It needs to be specific. There needs to be an application. There needs to be a context, right, within that topic that is important. Because if, if, if you were truly captivated by a subject, you would have that niche focus, right? Right? If, you, if you were fascinated by something and all you could talk about was things on the surface level, then you were never that interested to begin with. We all know we all know what the nerd sounds like. We all know what the foodie sounds like. We all know what the person who is obsessed with K-pop sounds like when we get to that topic that is their fave, that is their favorite band, that is what kind of molecular gastronomy do you like, right? Um all of those things we know when you start talking about Fortnite or whatever, right? We all know what that sounds like. What's your nerd? What is something that you geek out about, right? 
And again, it can be anything. It doesn't need to be this big uh, cataclysmic solving of the world's problems of like AI and human injustice, right? It can be Rubik's Cubes. It can be musical tinkering. I had a student, I love the student, and he really liked just playing around. He played the koto, which is a traditional Japanese kind of flat-lying harp, right? Um, it's a zither. And it's a form of a zither. And he was incredibly experimental with it. He was like, I wonder how I can manipulate my environment to produce different types of sounds, different types of music, right? And so he would place rocks on the strings and then strum it. He would drop water onto the strings and kind of listen to their sounds. Um, and this was just something that he did for no reason. There was no uh, competition. There was nothing he could win out of this. Um, he just, this was just something that he found interesting and curious and he played around with it. And it's something that the moment we got to that topic, just the floodgates open, right? And he could just talk endlessly about it, right? So what's your geek? What's your nerd, right? Is it online shopping? Great. Let's talk into that. Let's talk about the trends. Let's talk about the things that fascinate you about this, right? Is it collecting stamps? Is it, um, plants? Is it, can be anything, there is no, there is nothing that is off topic for this topic, right? Within reason, of course, right? I don't, if it turns out somewhere out there, you are incredibly addicted and obsessed with substance abuse. First of all, please get help, right? And stop, but also clearly don't write about that, right? But I think there are very few topics that you cannot write about if you truly have that passion. If that's this is your geek, this is your nerd, this is the thing that you can go on and on about. All right. So identify that topic, right? Really think about the specifics of the of how you've explored this topic. Okay. Um, and this is important, right? This is important because that's the thing that helps you stand out, right? If the student that I talked about with the with the Japanese zither with the koto who just like playing around with the strings, if he had just said I'm captivated by music, right? Even if he had said I'm captivated by Japanese music, yeah, and right, but I love testing the elements of nature against the strings of my koto to see what type of sound it produces. Yeah, now I've got someone I'm going to remember, even if I don't necessarily remember their test scores or remember uh, most of the things on their activities list or how many APs they took, I now remember this kid, right? And so in, the ter in terms of the function that the Common App essay is supposed to serve, this is again why I really, really think that this is a powerful prompt and an approach. So dig deep, right? Avoid the question barrage, right? Um, that's my second piece. A lot of students, when they um, try to talk about this thing that's so interesting to them, they give me a series of questions, right? That they, that kind of are what drive their fascination. Um, and they're rhetorical. They don't have answers, right? So it's just question, 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 question. And it sounds profound, but it's a waste of space, right? I'd much rather you have a couple driving curiosities that you want to figure out more but instead of you know what sound will it make da, 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 i was determined to discover what sound it produced when i dropped a rock upon it right 
you shift the questions that have no tie to you, right? Shift the questions to action. What did you do? Okay. And then lastly for this one, have a good origin story. Um, I cannot stress this enough. Uh, why you are interested in, right? The story that I brought up at the beginning, right? This um, this curiosity about um, human habit and human change came about just from the student doing a walk. And that's an interesting start. Now I know something about this person. I know that they are a creature of habit. I know that they like to take their time, right? I know that they're not rushing from place to place. I also know that when they're walking, their head isn't, their eyes aren't on their phone the whole time because of all the human interactions they have, all the little observations that are there, right? And so... Make sure you have a good origin story. Why does it captivate you? Is it something personal? Is it something to do with your family? Is it something to do with a belief system that was shattered that you now have to kind of think about differently, right? Um, and then finally, what or who do you turn to when you want to learn more? Right? This is an important part of the prompt. It's there for a reason because that's to show your resourcefulness. And while it's fine to say YouTube, right? This is your chance to flex if you have done independent research, if you have put started your own project, right, to explore, right? What like what the student the student did with music, like what we did with AI and criminal justice, right? What do you what or who do you turn to when you want to learn more? is a, an opportunity for you to say, well, here's what I turn to is this whole awesome, cool project, right? that I did, that I researched, that I tried to get published and ended up being able to do so, or I was able to work with this professor to explore further, or there's so many different ways that you can answer this, but this is now, there's a built-in opportunity to, for you to take something that is on your activities list and flex about it a little bit, right? And so you can see why this also is one of my favorite prompts, right? It is basically, please tell us your brand, <laughs> right? Please tell us what is the most memorable thing we should know about you. And it gives you the opportunity to write it. And that's exactly what the current college application process is. is. It is an eight minute speed dating, get to know you. So the more you can give specific, unique, memorable things, it'll stand out and nothing stands out more than a fanatic. Right, nothing is more memorable than someone who has a clear passion and can just go on and on about it, right? Because now I remember you, whatever else, right? And for better or worse, obviously, hopefully for better, but I remember you because there is this thing that you have gone all in on that you are obsessed with, right? And so, this is one that, especially if you have that experience, right? If you have that thing, this is a great prompt. If you don't, Start exploring, get out there, right? Find that thing that you care deeply about. Don't be ashamed of it, right? That's the other thing that I need to tell kids a lot, right? Like, don't be ashamed of the things that you're passionate about and that you love, right? Find ways to explore it, find ways to be better at it, right? I had a student who wrote their whole essay about hair because she was fascinated with the art of braiding and all the different types of braids that you can make and all the different hair, the, all the different types of hair that you have to learn how to master and interact with. And then she went out, she like went around and, and talked with a bunch of different hairstylists, right? And found out, learn more and, and wrote her whole thing about braids, wrote her whole thing about weaving, about, about how to control one's hair, right? 
it doesn't matter. It's all great, but you have to have it. And so this is the thing that every student that I work with who comes to me when they're a rising senior, I wish I could go back to them as freshmen and tell them, find your nerd, find your geek, find your obsession, find your love, find the thing that you lose sleep over that you can talk endlessly about no matter how shy you are. That if the topic moves to that, if, if the conversation moves to that topic, you're on, you're in, right? What is it? Find it. Figure it out because it will serve you so well when it comes time for this prompt, when it comes time for the interview, when it comes time for many other pieces of this application, when it comes time to figure out which school you want to be a part of, you want to go to, knowing what you love, knowing what gets you excited, even if it has nothing to do with your major, knowing what you enjoy is critical. And this prompt gives you the place to really flex on it, to talk about it and to utilize that to get you in. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening to the accepted podcast. Again, my name is Tyler Kusunoki. That wraps up our common app series. Again, as mentioned, I'll talk about the last prompt a little bit in next episode, but I'm not going to, we're going to be moving on to our next things because I think the last prompt I would avoid unless you truly have some seminal piece of work that you want to submit, but I will talk about the next time, but that wraps up the common app series. I hope you found that useful later on in the year. I'll do the same thing with the uh, university of California prompts. They are fascinating and are really interesting and because there is a, a, a whole bunch of different different strategy that you need to apply there. And then um, I'll probably take on approaches to some of the big popular supplements or supplement types uh, that, we, uh, that we encounter as well. Join us next week for more on the complex world of college admissions. If you like what you're hearing, want to support us as always, please do leave us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your platform of choice. Subscribe, hit that bell icon, stay up to date. Um, sign up for the College List Talk with Harry. Um, again, that is going to be on April 29th um, at 7 p.m. Japanese Standard Time. And again, if you register for that, you will get the recording uh, of that of that presentation. So go to tokyoacademics.com slash events to sign up. That is tokyoacademics.com slash events. All right, that's it for today. And remember, the key to getting in is getting ready. Thank you.